Welcome to Friday's July 7th, 2023. The White House has decided to blame the cocaine problem on Kamala Harris. <laughs> the only black person in the White House. It's too good. Oh, White House refuses to rule out that it was Hunter Biden or Joe Biden. And people are saying it's Jill Biden. Oh, my goodness. The caper continues. Mike Davis, who has worked inside of the White House, had a badge, had clearance, had access, had everything, will be joining the program in order to elucidate for us what may be actually happening with the cocaine caper of 2023. Oh boy, baby, buckle up. We got a big show for you today. Oh, and if you love our content, please join the Benny Brigade. The Benny Brigade is the number one place for members of this show who want to support this program. It costs you $5, $5 a month. It's the cheapest membership out there. It's way cheaper than Disney, Netflix, all these other Satanists. They don't run the, these things. You, you, you want to support your boy, Benny. You want to support the work that we do here? Join. And if you join and you sign up right now for the annual membership, you'll be getting a special surprise in the mail for me. Something that we have made with our own two hands. Something that you can use every single day. And we shall reveal to you, ladies and gentlemen, in due time. It will be a wonderful moment and it will also come with other benefits. You can join the show to ask questions to our VIP guests live. We will be taking questions, but only from Benny Brigade members. You can support and save the country with meetups and exclusive events all throughout the nation that we will be going to. And also you will get exclusive access to exclusive content for the show behind the scenes. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Join the Benny Brigade. What, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Link is in the description. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Okay, so maybe if the Benny Brigade was in charge of security at the White House, there wouldn't be any bags of cocaine. Let in. I have a photo for you. I'm going to start the show. Boy, we have a packed show for you. Buckle up. We have one hell of a show for you. Okay, get ready. You're going to have your mind blown this show. Speaking, speaking of getting your minds blown, there was plenty of blow inside of a couple of noses inside the White House. And we are going to go into exactly whose noses that blow was up. But let me tell you somebody who wasn't on drugs. Let me tell you somebody who was just like a teeny little meemaw who loves her country. Never done a drug in her life. Just trying to just trying to say that she loves America, wants fair elections, wants to make sure that our elections are secure. Here's Meemaw. Meet Meemaw. Meemaw with and her 25 cent Walgreens flag was arrested. This woman, much like every other January 6er, was hunted down like a dog. Like a dog for trespassing. The federal government flexed every muscle imaginable to find every single person that ever dared share a meme about or even look at the Capitol on January 6th. They used weapons and technology that you've never seen before. They have hunted down personal, private cell phone conversations. They went through your bank records. By God, if you even Googled the U.S. Capitol on January 6th from Oahu, you were put in prison. Okay, along with Meemaw over here. Meemaw uses an Android phone, a Nokia, uh, correction, sorry, Nokia flip phone from, from, from 1999. She plays Snake on it. She has the high score. She doesn't even have Wi-Fi on her phone and they were able to track her down. The feds put Meemaw in jail for the rest of her miserable, insurrected life. 
The only person they couldn't seem to find, the federal government and their massive surveillance apparatus, is the uh, pipe bomber at the uh, RNC and DNC. That, that, that person mm, just frittered off into the, into the pixie dust. The, the one guy, one guy we couldn't find. And now there's a second person that the federal government just can't seem to find. And that is the person who brought a bag of illegal and dangerous substance into the most secure location on earth, the White House. The dime bag of cocaine tested via a hazmat kit. You can hear it on the panicked call by the panicked officer because they don't know if they're handling anthrax. They don't know what they're handling. Anthrax? What kind of what is this a dirty bomb? You can hear the call, guy like scared. Oh my God, it comes back yellow. It's cocaine. They can't seem to find this individual. They don't want you to talk about it. They don't want you to talk about it because they haven't come up with a convenient narrative yet about who brought the cocaine into the White House. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, we know for a fact that the government knows who brought the cocaine. The White House that tracked down grannies after Capitol riot wants you to believe that cocaine caper has them stumped. This from the Federalist today, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, such a great angle here, actually. Let's read from the top. Biden's Justice Department is still working on charging Americans for January 6th, but will not investigate the cocaine security breach. The White House is apparently giving up on finding who's responsible for leaving the illicit drug in the executive mansion at the weekend. At least that's what Politico reported. The White House cocaine culprit may likely never be found. Law enforcement official. Mm. A snarky subhead read, lines may have been snorted and crossed, but it's possible we'll never know by whom. Hmm. Maybe that, maybe... Maybe the person's name who did the lines uh, is the individual who has been ripping lines. They're a teenager. Maybe this individual is a person whose name rhymes with Bunter Hyden. Nice, nice. Just came up with that. That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, um, let's go through a little bit of Bunter Hyden's uh, illicit drug use here. Shall we? Uh, I'm going to move to the uh, New York, the New Yorker article. The New Yorker article, ladies and gentlemen, published five years ago. This is why you tune into this program, because you see, we um, we have a explicit knowledge of the Biden crimes and especially the Biden crimes that have been illuminated to us through our corporate media. Uh the New Yorker article here from 2019 titled, Will Hunter Biden Jeopardize His Father's Campaign? Oh, this is a good one, baby. Check this out. A little, uh, little interesting tidbit here about when Hunter Biden started using crack, okay? Joe Biden grew up around relatives with alcohol problems, and at a young age, he decided to abstain. Hunter, who spoke frankly to me about his struggles with addiction, started drinking at a young age when he was a teenager. Uh, that's illegal. Okay, got it. When he was a student at Georgetown in the early 90s, he took up smoking Marlboro Reds and on occasion used cocaine. Once hoping to buy cocaine. Remember, this is in the early 90s, okay? 1992. Once, and how did he, how exactly did he get into Georgetown? That uh, very elite institution? Hmm, interesting. Once hoping to buy cocaine, he was sold a piece of crack. But he wasn't sure how to take the drug. 
I didn't have a stem, Hunter said. I didn't even have a pipe. Improvising, he stuffed the crack rock into a cigarette and smoked it. It didn't have much of an effect, he said, Hunter Biden, saying that the cocaine didn't have much of an effect on him in the early 90s. But that was when he first started smoking crack. All right. We wanted to find out on our show today and present to you the evidence of when and how did Hunter Biden exactly start smoking crack? How addicted was this guy? Let's jump to May 7th of 2013. This is amazing. From the same article, Hunter was assigned a reserve unit at Naval Station in Norfolk. He had hoped to work in naval intelligence, but was given a job in the public affairs unit. In a small private ceremony at the White House, Hunter was sworn in by his daddy, by Pop. Later that month, the night before Hunter's first weekend on reserve duty, he stopped into a bar a few blocks away from the White House. Outside, Hunter said, he bummed a cigarette from two men who told him that they were from South Africa. He felt amped up driving to Norfolk and incredibly exhausted. He told me that he had called his brother and said, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Said the guy who's been addicted to smack since the early 90s. Listen to this. I'm reading you directly from the article. He told me, Hunter told me that he called Bo and he said, I don't know what's going on. Bo drove from Delaware to meet Hunter at a hotel near the Naval Station. He got me ship shape and drove me to the base. He said on his first day, Hunter had to take a urine sample, and a few months later, Hunter received a letter saying his urine detected cocaine in his system. Hunter Biden, hold up, Hunter Biden then faced immediate discharge from the Navy. Hunter wrote a letter to the Navy Reserve saying he didn't know how the drug got into his system and suggested that the cigarettes he'd smoked the night before had been laced with cocaine. Hunter was denied an appeal because of his past use with drugs. You know, this is why we do our research here, ladies and gentlemen. Hunter Biden blamed, Hunter Biden blamed his discharge from the Navy on black people. Hunter Biden blamed his discharge from the Navy on two African-Americans he had met who just happened to sneak him the very expensive and illegal substance inside of a cigarette. They just happened to give it to him for free, you see. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now seeing the total and complete, the total and complete reusage of that same playbook, blaming a black person on Hunter Biden's crack and cocaine problem. Now, the White House is laundering a story that it is indeed Kamala Harris, who was the user of the cocaine. And it may just be Kamala Harris who brought the dime bag into the White House. Oh, man, this is juicy. These people are depraved. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen, from MSNBC. Go. Kelly, the big change is where this was found. And it was found, um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place than that West Wing reception area. It's still a publicly trafficked, a frequently trafficked place, but it's down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below. And normal people, just average people just can't get in there, even with the entry from the Northwest Gate. 
Well, let me let me bring you up to date with the reporting that I have. What we have learned is that there are, in fact, two West Wing entrances. You know that. I know that. But for the benefit of our audience and now the investigation has progressed. And so they're saying the West executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the situation room and closer uh, to uh, the Navy mess where there's the facilities for food and so forth. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the vice president's vehicle is parked. Oh, wait a second. So this is in the most secure spot in the White House, they just said. I mean, it's next to the Situation Room where they watch like the Osama bin Laden, you know, like uh, like like assassination killings. The the Situation Room, like the most secure area of the White House, like where they do all their national security. This is in a executive entrance that isn't used by the public. That that's that's curious because cringe Jean Pierre in our cringe of the day, uh, told us yesterday that this was in a highly trafficked public area of the White House. Uh, uh, what? So we just caught cringe Jean Pierre in a verifiable lie. Watch. You noted that this is an area where visitors on tour groups often pass by. So is that the the working theory right now, that it was likely a visitor? And are you confident that this was not a White House staff? There is investigation. They're going to get to the bottom of this. What I wanted to be very clear is that this is a heavily, uh, heavily uh, heavily traveled, uh, to be more accurate, area of the campus of the White House. And uh, and it is where visitors uh, to the West Wing uh, come through. This is the part where they come through when it comes to coming to the West Wing. I just don't have anything else. I'm not going to speculate on who it was. Whoa, 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 wait a second. This is a highly trafficked place where visitors come into the White House. MSNBC is reporting, and I quote, after blaming the cocaine incident on a random tourist, the White House now says it was found in a much more secure place near the Situation Room where the White House and Vice President's vehicle is parked. The average person can't get there. More importantly, MSNBC stenographers for the regime are saying that, of course, this person was caught on camera doing this. Watch. Yeah, our own Kelly O'Donnell reports that it's possible that we might not even get uh, to learn who actually brought uh, this small bag he is. So I'm sure that's a sigh of relief to whoever sort of made the boneheaded move of bringing a bag of cocaine to the White yeah. House. But because this was in a, uh, you know, not an area that, uh, you know, is highly trafficked, but not wasn't necessarily covered by cameras all that well. You know, it's an area that a decent amount of people had access to. It just makes that investigation a little bit difficult. So, you know, this could all end without, um, you know, necessarily anyone being named as the person who was responsible for bringing that bag of cocaine to the White House. Oh, got it. So you have the most secure area of the White House, the Situation Room entrance. By the way, I've been through this entrance. I went through this entrance for one purpose, one purpose. I've been into the West Wing. Why did I go into the West Wing? I interviewed Donald Trump in the Oval Office. We have a photo of it, an old photo of it. We'll pull it up. It was awesome. I went through this entrance for the express purpose purpose of interviewing President Trump. That's the only other that's the only time I've been through this entrance. And you do. You walk by the Situation Room. You walk by the private uh, Navy mess hall staffed by Navy Navy chefs who cook food for the president and his administration. 
and I needed I know exactly where this is because I needed to surrender all of my I, my, I needed to surrender my phone, the things in my pockets. I put them all into the little cubby hole. I've seen this exact place. I've used these exact cubbies. You, it's impossible to overstate how this area is not open to the public. This is not a highly trafficked area. I was welcomed in by armed guards, armed to the teeth. Secret Service brought me into the White House through this area with, with just swarming with cameras, swarming with armed guards because I was going to interview the president. That's the only reason I got to go through here. And it, there wasn't a bunch of people huddled around. It was just me. There, there wasn't like a bunch of people standing in line, chewing gum, reading the paper, tweeting. It was just me because this is the most private entrance in the entire building. The lower West Wing entrance, I know it well. Then you have to walk up a flight of stairs to get into the lobby outside of the Oval Office. Who else knows this building? Dan Bongino knows this building. Dan Bongino was a Secret Service agent at the White House. Dan Bongino has tweeted and said, yo, uh, this obviously was a member of the president's family or inner circle. Dan Bongino released a video yesterday sort of smacking down all of the individuals who are saying, oh, yeah, we'll never know who's a random visitor. Listen to Bongino. Listen to authority. Now listen to people who've actually worked in the building. As much as I have used this entrance and I've been in there, I love it. Glad I can speak to experience. Dan Bongino was a Secret Service agent on the property and he illuminates for you now how impossible it would be for this to be anyone other than Kamala Harris, her staff, a member of the Biden family. Watch. You have to go into one of those checkpoints. They surround the entire 18 acres. So whether this cocaine was found in the Lincoln bedroom or in, say, the diplomatic reception room, it doesn't matter. Somebody had to bypass a security magnetometer checkpoint to get that in there. Do you understand? It, it doesn't matter. Once The 18-acre complex is like a ring surrounding the whole thing. The only way to get in is to go through one of those checkpoints, right? So now you have to ask yourself, well, who could have possibly went through a checkpoint and brought cocaine in? And the answer is no one. It's someone who would have bypassed the checkpoints. Well, who bypasses the checkpoints? The Secret Service with the protectees. Biden, the Biden family members, Jill Biden. The Secret Service doesn't go through the checkpoints. They have guns. What the hell are they going to go through the checkpoints for? To detect guns? They're only people who go through the checkpoints. The only people who are able to walk through with a bag of drugs past the drug-sniffing dogs into this entrance, here's the map, are members of the Biden family. Or, as MSNBC said, right where the vice president's car parks. Hmm. Funny that they note that because there is actually a, par a very thin strip of park pad there where when the vice president's coming in to visit, that's where the car goes. Okay. Oh, we're going to get to that, ladies and gentlemen. Because the cocaine actually does quite readily explain Kamala Harris's uh, recent behavior. So you can see here what the West Wing is. You can see uh, that's the White House compound. That's the West Wing circled there on the block on the far right-hand side of your screen. There's the Situation Room. You know it well. You've seen famous photos from the Situation Room, the most secure part of the White House. This is where the 
so there's the situation room. There's the cafeteria. There's the the entrance there, effectively. So see the Secret Service office right there? Secret Service office, park pad, oval office on the first floor. This is the bottom floor That where that Secret Service office is. That's where the cocaine was left. So it was left right next to the Homeland Security offices, the Situation Room, and right below the Oval Office. This is not a place where tourists get to go. This is not a but you don't get to go see the Situation Room on your tourist trip to the White House. You don't get to go see the Situation Room if you work at the White House. You don't get to see the Situation Room if you are even Director of National Intelligence as Rick Grinnell was, the great Rick Grinnell. Rick Grinnell was the Director of National Intelligence. He knows about extremely important meetings at the White House, and he had this to say about who brought the coke. What's playing out here? What do, what do you think is really behind this? Well, true to form in Washington, D.C., is the death of common sense. When you find cocaine at the White House and the uh, son of the president is got probably 100 pictures of cocaine and meth use, uh, you would think that uh, if you were using common sense that you would go ask him and say, is this yours? It was in a, a private place. It's very difficult to bring uh, cocaine or drugs or any type of illegal substances into the White House because you're searched. I would go so far, Bianca, as to say that uh, the cocaine has to be either from a Biden family member or a cabinet secretary. Those are the only people that are not searched. My God. The walls, as they say, are closing in. And we actually have photo here. ALX sent us a photo, sent us a photo of the uh, the wing that they are talking about here. This is the parking lot. This is where you would go in and you see right there. There's the guard tower. There's the executive entrance of the West Wing. They call it the executive entrance because that's where you see the Marines. That's where you see all the heads of state go in. And that's also where tours go in right there. That little, those little colonnades. One, two, three, four. Those little pillars. See that? There is a little and secret entrance down there where the real VIPs get to enter. Below that flag, that's where we're talking about. I want you to be able to see this spatially because some people haven't been to the White House. Some people, most people have never used this entrance. Somebody who has used that entrance is Sebastian Gorka, worked in the uh, worked for uh, in the National Security Council at the White House. Of course, the National Security Council would be using this entrance and would be using the Situation Room. Gorka had this to say. I worked in the White House. See that? Presidential service pin. That's what, what that means. Let's talk about what happened and what didn't happen. It wasn't found in a well-trafficked area. Listen to the audio recording of the hazmat team that had to use the Gemini chemical detection equipment to identify the white powder. They were in the library of the residence. I was a deputy to the president. I went there once after a private dinner with President Trump. You don't get to go in there whenever you want. Secondly, uh, if you're a certain category like I was, with a blue access, all access pass to the White House, or a member of the family, if you come into the White House in a vehicle, your vehicle isn't searched. You may have a canine EOD inspection, which is pretty random, but they don't even open up your vehicle. You can bring in anything. If you're a member of a press or a visitor, that's not the case. 
you go through multiple security checkpoints. So let's be clear. It's a member of the family or a very senior person working for the president. But I think we all know who it is, right? Come on. He's a crackhead. <laughs> Come on. He's a crackhead. <laughs> I love me some Gorka. We got to have Gorka on the show more. He's, he's good. Come on. He's a crackhead who's also blamed African-Americans on all of his crack addictions. Oh, yeah, baby, we're going to get there. Trust me. We're going to get there. We're going to go through the relationship between Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and what might actually be at play here. Kamala Harris, do you know that Kamala Harris is one of the least liked, most unpopular politicians in America? Do you know that she polls significantly below Biden and Biden is one of the most disliked politicians in America? Kamala Harris is like right in between colon cancer and the cockroach that goes skittering across your floor in the kitchen in the uh, popularity of her uh, when you flip the lights on, you know, to go get a drink of water. Kamala Harris is right around there, right around there, right around there. Kamala Harris is slightly below the battery packet, the plastic battery packaging that you can't freaking get open when you want to get a battery. You can just stab it with a knife. That Kamala, Kamala is like right around the battery packaging levels of popularity. The reason why we're playing you these clips is because these people worked inside of the White House. I'm excited to tell you my stories. I'm happy to tell you my stories, show you photos from us at the White House. But I'm telling you that these individuals, Grinnell, Gorka, Stephen Miller, they worked in the White House. Ah, there it is. We were able to find it. Look at that. There's your boy, Benny, sitting there with Sagar and Jetty. You might know him. And we were interviewing Donald Trump. We had a great conversation. Fun times. Great times. My only time using that entrance at the White House. So the people who worked at the White House, the people who actually had access and went through this building, I mean, actually, the mo I would argue the most effective and successful Trump official to be brought into the White House was Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller uh, crafted the best policies in the Donald Trump administration. That is unequivocal and undeniable. Stephen Miller is in charge of America First, an organization that's doing great work. And he had this to say about who could have possibly brought that cocaine in. I think it's important because we might as well like not use speculation here. Let's go straight to the source. Watch. I would just put it this way. Nobody is going into the West Wing of the White House without a million eyes being on you. This is one of the most secure facilities in the face of the earth. You are only steps away from the Oval Office. You're only steps away from the Situation Room. You're only steps away from the offices of the National Security Advisor and many other of the highest ranking officers in the U.S. government. So you have official after official after official, White House officials saying it's impossible. They're lying to you. Oh, they're lying. Got it. That's what this is all about. They're lying to you. We don't have the footage. We don't know where they are. Yeah. You do. And you know where they are because of something like this, little thing like this, your cell phone. You know, your cell phone is like used effectively as a track, you know, it has geolocation on it. That's why it's important what kind of cell phone company you use. It's important that you use patriotic cell phone companies like Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the cell phone company that I use because I want to make sure that I'm not giving more money, forking over more cash to companies that hate me, that are woke, 
Pedro Mobile is a Christian, conservative, free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veteran first responder supporters. They're an amazing company. They have great cell phone coverage, even inside of the White House. They're 100% U.S.-based service team can help you make the switch today. Go to patreonmobile.com slash Benny, patreonmobile.com slash Benny. Link in the description. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny, even if you're at the White House. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we know for a fact that Hunter Biden has had a very long-standing crack problem. We know for a fact that Hunter Biden had been arrested, actually, for crack problems in the past. Did you know this? This is curious, curious little thing. Hunter Biden has filmed himself weighing crack before, as we will, of course, illuminate for you here. It's 2.06. Hunter Biden has weighed mountains of crack in spite of the fact that his father passed the harshest crack laws in the country that, of course, locked up tens of like hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of young black men. A reminder of Joe Biden when he had a functional brainstem. If you have a piece of crack cocaine, no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar, we passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, a law that says if you're caught with that, you go to jail for five years. You get no probation. You get nothing other than five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Now, the fact of the matter is, we've gone from this. Judge doesn't have a choice. Judge doesn't have a choice, says the guy who fought with corn pop because he had too much pomade in his hair. Starting to see a trend here, ladies and gentlemen. Starting to see a trend here. Revealed. Hunter Biden's possession of a controlled substance charge was kept under wraps while his father led drug war in the Senate. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Joe Biden's son Hunter was arrested on the Jersey Shore drug charges on Jersey Shore drug charges in 1988. He had his record expunged at a time when his father was pushing for the incarceration of drug offenders, young black men, drawn disproportionately from minority groups. Oh, there we go. In the right there in the article from the examiner here. Congressional records reveal that Hunter Biden, now 49, was arrested in Stone Harbor, New Jersey, when the Biden family was often on holiday there throughout the years. In June 1988, Hunter Biden was then 18. He had graduated from the prestigious Ar Archmary Academy. So fancy, I can't even say it. I'm not a fancy person. I went to community college, which his father also attended. The former vice president and his wife, Jill, had also been stopped on trips to Stone Harbor. The arrest has not previously been reported. Republicans have recently highlighted how Hunter Biden's drug abuse problems and question taken into account, so on and so forth. Burisma lobbying. There you go. The year after the arrest, Joe Biden gave a speech, which I just played for you, in which he said the federal government needed to hold every drug user accountable. And if there were no drug users, there would be no appetite for drugs. And there'd be no market for them. Yet here he is covering up for his own family. Hunter Biden arrested for drug use in 1988. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, one more time, let's hit this New Yorker article. Hunter Biden started using Coke 
and started using crack admittedly in this article in the early 1990s. And then in 2013, Hunter Biden was tested for cocaine in the Navy. And what did he do? He blamed it on black people. I'm, I just you can't make it up. We read the, we read you the ex, ex, excerpts from the article. So what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Well, these guys are going to try and blame it on a black person inside of the administration. They try and blame it on Kamala. You just heard it there in the you heard it at the top of the show, the MSNBC clip. Well, this is right where the vice president compact. Who knows? Who knows? Pay no attention to Hunter Biden looking like this at the White House, uh, like 24 hours after the cocaine was found. Hunter Biden running his hand through his hair, freaking out, like twitching on stage. Look at him up there. Who, ha, ha, he, ha, he, ha, he, who are you? What's going on? Why am I sweating? Oh, I'm, oh, so, whew. boy, is it hot in here? I don't know. I just, look at the droplets of sweat pouring from Hunter, pouring from Jill for that matter. This is from the 4th of July celebration you see inside of the people's house. Good Lord. You know, you got more of these. Hunter Biden uh, potentially doing a bump of Coke right on camera. Right behind his dad. Talk about daddy issues. Let's go ahead and watch. Now, I have no proof that Hunter Biden was doing a bump of cocaine. I do know that Hunter Biden powdered his nose here. Well, like that. Right behind his dad. There he is. Hey, the old zoom in here. The old zoom in the great Rolls Royce. Always, always, never misses. Look at him go. Hunter Biden. The old sniff and snort and powder. Now, let me tell you a little something, and I tell you, I have never lied to you. I love you. I will never lie to you, to my audience. If I had used crack or coke, I would tell you. I would I would tell you. I would own it. I have not. I'm telling you, I have not used cocaine or drugs. I, I haven't. I haven't. I've been around a lot of people who have. Got to tell you. Been around. I, I went to college, went to big state school, went and worked in Washington, D.C., where illicit cocaine usage is rampant. I've been around cocaine users. They act like this. They act like Hunter Biden. They're sniffing. They're snorting. They're sweaty. They're paranoid. They're looking around. They're looking nuts. You can see them. Is that how a normal person acts? You go to a family reunion, some guy's like, hey, what's going on? Hey, gotta go over here. Like, you'd be like, that guy's on drugs, man. The guy's on drugs. Yo, person's on drugs. Do we have the Ashley Biden clip of her also like squeezing Joe? Because it wasn't just Hunter. We have this weird Ashley Biden clip of her squeezing and massaging her father. But anyway, speaking of Joe Biden, you know, it's funny how Joe Biden has scapegoated uh, young African-Americans throughout his entire career. Now, Joe Biden, uh, of course, fought corn pop because he had too much pomade in his hair, tried to kill him. According to Joe Biden's own words, he took a razor blade and a rusty razor blade and tried to kill Corn Pop because this young black guy had too much pomade in his hair. Then he called him a slur, Esther, Esther Williams, right? Then he passed that on to his son. Hey, son, you ever in trouble? You can blame black people. Hunter Biden in print, as I have read to you twice, has blamed, blamed his discharge from the Navy, even though Hunter Biden has been arrested for cocaine. And an illegal substance, either crack or cocaine in 1988, admitted to using crack and cocaine while he was in college at Georgetown in print. 
has done so on camera many, many times, obviously, and then was discharged from the Navy for a urinalysis sample of finding cocaine in the system. Hunter Biden blamed his discharge from the Navy on two black people that gave him a cigarette, you see. So are you, are you sensing a trend here? Are you sensing a trend? Also, just a reminder that the Secret Service has always protected Hunter Biden, even though Joe Biden wasn't serving in any official capacity in our federal government. The Secret Service inserted themselves into Hunter Biden's gun case. Hmm. The Secret Service agents approached the owner of a gun store where Hunter Biden bought the gun that was illegally discarded into a dumpster by a high school and then asked for the paperwork involving the sale, according to two people with whom have firsthand knowledge of the uh, episode. The gun store owner refused to supply the paperwork, suspecting the Secret Service officers wanted to hide Hunter's ownership of the missing gun. The Secret Service was being used as a Gestapo. This was during the Trump administration, mind you, was being used as a Gestapo in order to protect Hunter. And they're doing the same thing right now. By the way, if you were walking around in 1988 with a bag of Coke, would you get your records expunged? Don't think so. Ladies and gentlemen, they're going to pin it on Kamala, it sounds like. Here's what Kamala was doing on the 4th of July. Now, this little dime bag was found before the 4th of July, 24 hours before the 4th of July. Look at how authentic this photo is. This is Kamala's uh, 4th of July post with her, her simp, ball, with her, um, simp uh, live-action role-playing husband, husband, Doug Emhoff. Yes, Kamala Harris. Working them wieners. What? That's what she's doing right there. That's what she's doing. Okay? She said she was cooking. But is Kamala really cooking? You know what I mean? Like, what's Kamala cooking up? Now, I could see why they would want to scapegoat Kamala here. The Biden family has a long history of trying to scapegoat black people for their crimes. The Biden family have a long history of making sure that those people are close enough to them that they can use them politically. And that's what Joe Biden has done with Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is, in fact, the most unpopular person in America. Kamala polling, 49% of registered voters have a negative view of Kamala Harris. 32% have a positive view of her, making her uh, arguably one of the most unpopular politicians in America. So why not pin it on Kamala? You know, clips like this exist of Kamala where she is clearly on something, okay? Clearly on something. Something, okay? I don't know if it's Coke, but this lady ain't on planet Earth. She's not even thinking about planet Earth. She's thinking about space. Go. I just love the idea of exploring the unknown. And then there's other things that we just haven't figured out or discovered yet. Other, you guys are going to see. You're going to literally see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. With your own eyes. I'm telling you, it is going to be unbelievable. It gives us a sense of the magnitude of it all. Earth is kind of small. Yes. Right? The Earth is like a speck. We have designed, I mean, look at the design of this thing. And the people and the smart people and the scientists and the engineers came up with the idea that if you build something that looks like that, you can see the sun. Yeah, and you can see the moon, right? 
Well, wait till you guys see the moon. I'm telling you, I just, I don't know what it is about those craters on the moon. <laughs> You're going to see the craters on the moon. <laughs> What's that lady on? What's that woman on? They released that video. That's not like some video secretly taken of Kamala behaving like a sociopath, cokehead inside. That's that they released that. They thought that made her look good. People would say, you got to be on drugs to do something like that. You say, but Benny, that was from last summer. Maybe Kamala's gotten better. Well, then, dear viewer, I have for your viewing pleasure, Kamala Harris yesterday trying to define. So this is Kamala Harris within 12 hours of our broadcast here, trying to define the word culture. Kamala Harris was asked on stage in front of a live audience to find the word culture. I'm sure you could define the word culture. I can define the word culture, and we could all maybe come to terms with you know, some some basic definition, right? Pretty simple. Pretty simple. The culture wars. Cancel the culture. Right? Wrong. Listen to Kamala Harris, somebody who has some type of problem with her, clearly, being asked to define the word culture yesterday and ask yourself, what's going on inside of that little brain of hers? This is our nuclear cringe for the day. <laughs> Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And, and, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> We have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. It comes in the morning. It comes in the morning. Here's an unrelated photo of Kamala with wieners. You can see why, perhaps, they would want to get rid of her. Now, the I, I have detailed for you my experience at the White House. In a moment, we're going to be bringing on Mike Davis, who has extensive knowledge of the building, its functions. He is, of course, responsible for Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominees and had many, many meetings, very high level, at the White House. Could you imagine how high level these meetings are when you're getting a Supreme Court nominee uh, onto the bench? He'll be joining us for a moment in a moment to illuminate his thoughts on this issue and his experiences. However, I'm not not trying to be too uh, uh, self-aggrandizing here. I have worked for Tucker Carlson. I love Tucker Carlson. He is the wisest, the smartest person I know as it pertains to handicapping of what's actually going on inside of Washington breaking through the BS and cutting straight to the quick. And Tucker Carlson says that they are going to be replacing one of these people at the top of the ticket with Gavin Newsom. Tucker Carlson said this last week, declared it. I'm telling you, 
as somebody who really like I, I have a personal of affection and, and affinity for Tucker. I have seen how wise and good and knowledgeable this man is on a personal level. You should believe him. Is this their attempt at kicking Kamala out? Are they going to blame it on Kamala? MSNBC, the stenographers for the regime are saying, oh, this just happens to be where the vice president's detail was parked. Are they going to blame it on Kamala's staff? Are they going to wrap this up into a psyop in order to kick Kamala out and bring Gavin in? Here's what Tucker has to say. Synthesis. Nobody wants Kamala Harris to be president. No one will benefit if she becomes president. So logic suggests there's going to be a change. It's going to have to be somebody else. We do know whoever that is will have to have two essential criteria. He'll have to be as shallow, ruthless, and transactional as Joe Biden is. And he'll need to have flattery skills that are so polished and advanced, they'd be considered superior even in the Saudi royal court. And there's only one man in modern America who fits that description. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, and perhaps not coincidentally, Joe Biden's new closest friend. I am here, Mr. President, Newsom told Biden at an event that two did together last week. I am here as a proud American, as a proud Californian, mesmerized by not just your faith and your devotion to this country and the world we're trying to build, but by your results, by your action, by your passion, by your capacity to deliver. Those words rolled right off his forked tongue. He never stopped smiling. So if you're looking for the leader of the coup, there he is right there. Trust that man. Trust Tucker Carlson. Also, why the hell would Gavin Newsom be running to Tucker Carlson's uh, uh, former Fox News buddy, Sean Hannity, to do interviews uh, and then laughing off the idea that he is actually going to take the place of Joe Biden? Why indeed? Why is Gavin Newsom going to the White House? We have articles showing that Gavin Newsom has done multiple White House visits without any press conferences, without any reporters ask, asking questions or without any public White House hunting. Newsom visits Biden White House. Oh, interesting. While Biden is away. Oh, interesting. What could they have planned? I don't know. Duh. Why is Gavin Newsom on Hannity's show talking about replacing Joe Biden? Watch. How many times is your phone ping a day? People saying you need to get in this race because they agree with me that he's not up to the job. Uh, I see where you're going with that. I'm asking. No, I, and I'm not answering. Uh, I'm not answering. I'm just I'm running a lucrative business, Batman. I'm not the Joker before I fall into a vat of acid. I'm running a lucrative business. Please, Bruce Wayne, leave my store. <laughs> oh no, I've fallen in the acid. I'm now Joker. That's Gavin Newsom, the Gavin Newsom story. Why would they want to replace Joe Biden? Let's go through. We've detailed for you in depth, excruciating detail of Hunter Biden's drug problems. We've detailed in depth the clear and obvious evidence of Kamala Harris being hopped up on something that ain't natural. Speaking of not natural, ladies and gentlemen, have you ever seen this photo of uh, Joe Biden and then Joe Biden number four, Joe Biden number. This is th let me introduce you to Joe Biden number four and Joe Biden number six. Two very special people, not the same person. Clearly, I mean, as you can see in these photos, not the same person. OK, now I'm not arguing that they actually have T-1000 animatronic Joe Bidens that they trot out, but I am saying that this isn't the same guy. OK, like 
there is a different thing running through the bloodstream of probably this same person. Look at the eyes. Look at the dilation. Look at the unblinkingness. They ain't the same guy. Look at the way that the face is puffy, the hair, but really the undilating, unblinking eyeballs. Joe Biden's on something. He's hopped up on something. Was somebody bringing Joe Biden the cocaine? That's what Donald Trump has asked. If you need more irrefutable evidence that Joe Biden is got it mainlined, check this out. Folks, as we fight inflation, you can't be pro-insurrection and pro-cop. Bringing down gas prices is a big part of the job. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. And here's the good news. Gas prices have dropped every day this summer. That's more than 40 days in a row. Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. We now have 40,000 gas stations in the United States where the price of gas is $3.99 or less. The brave women and men in blue all across this nation should never forget that. How do we get the price down? Well, the new report today shows that... Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. The brave men and women in across the station now on to the rest of the show this is the Benny show if I did that if I came back from that clip looking like that you'd be like yo Benny's on drugs something's wrong with Benny please someone help him call 911 Rolls Royce ALX where are you somebody get an ambulance Benny is on something he's not the same person I saw before at the beginning of the show. Now I'm lightheaded from doing that. Actually, great rush. Hey, natural high. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's not the same guy. That's what I'm saying here. Were they bringing it to Biden or were they bringing it to his daughter? Were they bringing cocaine to Ashley? Final final little uh, hiccup here is like, uh, what the hell was Ashley doing? So this is a very rare image of Ashley Biden and Joe Biden together outside of the shower where um, Ashley is like groping and grabbing and massaging and careening and touching Joe Biden and like gra- like groping him. Look at this. Look at this. Okay. All right. Weird. Super weird. This is the same person who wrote in her diary that she had to take showers late, late at night so that Pop didn't join her. Eesh. I don't, don't blame me, dude. Guys, I didn't write the diary. That's what she wrote. Nobody's questioning the authenticity of that diary. That's what she wrote in it. Somebody should ask a question about that. That seems a little weird. Anyway, maybe that's maybe that's it. Some are saying that it's Jill Biden's. Some are saying that it's Jill Biden's because, well, you know, could you imagine living with his family? You gotta get some. Yeah, I have some mommy's little helper. Also, have you seen the way that Jill Biden dresses? Have you seen the way that she dresses? Nobody is more sad at Bed Bath & Beyond going out of business than Jill Biden because she will now not have access to her supply of shower curtains that she turns into dresses. So there you go. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we have an absolutely spectacular guest for you. We have a wonderful guest for you who knows the White House in and out, who has seen the vestiges of the Oval Office and inside of the securest locations in the White House, has done many, 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 many meetings there, worked in two different Republican administrations, and will be able to illuminate for us exactly how or who or when 
or what brought this cocaine into the White House. Ladies and gentlemen, to crack the caper, I give you the personal attorney of The Benny Show, the great Mike Davis. Mike, I appreciate you waiting. We're late to get to you, and we we wait with bated breath for you to look at all the evidence laid before us and tell us who brought the coke. Ben, I am so happy you brought me into this very highbrow show today. And I would I would say that uh, you know, if Hunter Biden is the 53-year-old degenerate criminal son of the president of the United States, he's Joe Biden's bagman for the millions of dollars from Ukraine and China. Is he the bagman for other things? We don't know, Ben. Um, <laughs> but I mean, this is utterly ridiculous that this 53-year-old criminal degenerate son is living in the White House, going on Air Force One, going on Marine One, staying at Camp David. What the hell is he doing other than Joe Biden trying to keep him close to send a signal to the Biden Justice Department to stay away from him, which they did. They got that sweetheart deal up in Delaware to uh, to bury tens of millions of dollars in foreign bribes and other corruption, allegedly. Uh, and why is he around? I mean, why why are they protecting him? And this is just such a bizarre family. They Joe Biden uh, has his 53 year old criminal degenerate son hanging around. They put up Christmas stockings for all the grandkids, kids except for one. And that one is the four-year-old granddaughter in Arkansas who uh, Hunter Biden fathered and abandoned. And Joe Biden and Jill Biden, the two biggest scumbags to ever occupy the White House, do not claim. But they have this sleazebag son running around doing one-hitters on the Truman balcony. You have this, this messed-up daughter, Ashley, groping her father. Uh, maybe she thought she was in the shower with him again. Maybe she was doing Hunter's blow. I mean, this is just such a degenerate family. And the, the the idea that you can bring cocaine into the White House. Look, I don't what what Biden, what Hunter Biden does personally. It's tragic, but that's his problem. When he brings blow into the White House, that becomes all of our problem. So you believe that this is squarely on Hunter? Uh, I would like to take a step back and say that MSNBC is starting to drop, oh, well, this is where the vice president comes in and out, and this is where the vice president's staff comes in and out, and this is where they park. One, you know this building. You've worked for two different Republican administrations. You've been in and out of the White House. You know it like the back of your hand. First off, illuminate for us how difficult would it be to get cocaine into the White House. Second question, is it Kamala's? Well, let's just look at it. Let's Let's take that in reverse. You have a wealthy white guy. Uh, who has a clear cocaine problem on videotape. Uh, he's hanging out in the White House and they find cocaine. So what? who do they blame? The black woman. So I mean, that's that's what Democrats are doing now. They're blaming the black woman. It's and, like and a Chappelle show sketch. It's yeah, like, I mean, yeah. this, is, this is very rich that Democrats are trying to blame a black woman for Hunter Biden's cocaine problem. So there's that. Uh, I would say this about the White House. They have, you have to go through security, even staff. Uh, there, there are there are senior staffers who can drive like the assistants to the president and very others, very senior staffers who can drive their car uh, and park on West Exec right next to the West Wing. I don't uh, when I was in the Bush 43 White House many, many years ago, I don't think those people had to go through screening 
if they worked in the West Wing, but they certainly have to go through uh, dogs, uh, the, the drug sniffing dogs, bomb sniffing dogs. Um, it would be very hard to get cocaine into the White House, uh, especially if you're not a very, very senior staffer. I think that the it's still the case that the cabinet secretaries, the president, the vice president, and the president's family do not have to go through security. And look at Hunter Biden with his his bagman backpack everywhere he goes. He probably has like four kilos of blow everywhere he goes and that damn thing. And, you know, and about a million dollars in hundred dollar bills from China and Ukraine and Romania. This guy is such a scumbag. And it shows Joe's incredibly bad judgment that he thinks that he can have his 53 year old son living with him in the White House, unless he's changing Joe Biden's diapers, he should not be there. So what you're saying is that this is that you would if you were to bring this case, you would say it's got to be Hunter. You would target Hunter and you would say that maybe Hunter was bringing the cocaine. Do you think he was bringing the cocaine for Jill or his father? Donald Trump posited that on social media saying, hey, maybe this is how Joe gets those big, giant, non-blinking, dilated eyes during those weird little social media videos they put up. Uh, your thoughts on Joe Biden hey, maybe being the culprit? Whatever. The, they, they need to hop up the president with something so he doesn't fall down Air Force One stairs and break his neck. So if they need to give him an upper to keep him alive, go for it. But uh, I, I don't know why. Ashley, I don't know why uh, Hunter, I don't know why these dirtbag adult kids of the president think that this is like Betty Ford at the White House or a, a Coke debt, whatever. I mean, whatever it, it, it goes from Betty Ford on, you know, a Tuesday and Wednesday to a Coke den Wednesday through to Wednesday through Monday. Who knows? But like, why are they there? Why are they there? Why is Hunter Biden a 53 year old son? Who has a who's admitting to a crime? He's pleading guilty to a crime in a sweetheart deal. So he's a criminal. He's a bagman for the president of the United States. He's the guy who runs the Biden crime family's foreign corruption and bribery schemes. Why the hell is he around? And how hard could it be to figure out whose cocaine this is? It's it was a baggie, from what I understand. You don't think there are fingerprints on this baggie? There aren't cameras in the White House, particularly the West Wing, the most secure. Uh, building and probably the, the entire United States, of course, they know who this is and they're 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 burying it. So, Mike, I have a final question for you here, and it's a legal one. Obviously, you are one of the most accomplished legal professors, uh, professionals and scholars that we know. We always try and hype you up because you're one of the guys you like the hatchet man behind the scenes. You're the guy who really made the Trump Supreme Court happen. We've thanked you on air for that. Obviously, the Clarence Thomas court is a rolling. But this is a criminal. Uh, this is this is this is a criminal prosecution question I have. We have detailed how Hunter Biden in 1988 was arrested for an illegal substance in New Jersey. We've detailed how Hunter Biden admitted to smoking crack in Georgetown and doing cocaine regularly in Georgetown in the early 90s. We've detailed how Hunter Biden was discharged in 19. I'm sorry, correction, 2013 from the Navy for doing cocaine with a urinalysis test on his first day. His first day in the Navy Reserves, he was kicked out. And what did he do? He blamed it on two black guys. He said, two black guys gave me a cigarette and there was cocaine in it because that's just what happens. He said, it's in the New Yorker. It's not InfoWars. It's in the New Yorker. So he bragged about it. So I ask you this question. Um, this dude has done so many crimes on camera. He has such a rap sheet. The, 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 the lobbying aside... 
and Burisma and China and all that aside, like it seems like criminal possession of drugs should be just like the the most obvious case to bring against Hunter Biden um, based on his long history. But he is not in prison. In fact, he is free to wander around the White House, leave his dime bag, leave his bags of Parmesan everywhere. Like what legal theory says that Hunter Biden should be a free man right now? Because there are there's a hierarchy in our justice system. There are two systems of justice, one for uh, Biden and his family and one for the rest of us. And they are willing to politicize and weaponize the Biden Justice Department to go after Trump, Trump's top aides, Trump supporters, Christians praying outside of abortion clinics, uh, you know, parents protesting at school board meetings. But this Biden Justice Department, Attorney General Merrick Garland, uh, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, Associate Attorney General Vanita Gupta, Assistant Attorney General, uh, Attorneys General Ken Polite, Kristen Clark, U.S. Attorneys Matt Graves uh, in D.C. These are political activists who are running the Justice Department, and they're going to protect the Bidens. Da uh, David Weiss up in Delaware, they say he was a Trump-picked U.S. attorney. He was actually picked by both Democrat U.S. senators, which is how the process works for U.S. attorneys. The senators pick the U.S. attorneys in consultation with the White House. But this, they, they are clearly protecting Hunter Biden, uh, Jim Biden, Joe Biden at the Biden Justice Department. And it's pretty bad that it's a bag of cocaine that's finally getting people's attention when uh, you know, Joe Biden is compromised. There is evidence that he is compromised by a $10 million foreign bribe as vice mm. president, where then Vice President Joe Biden threatened to cut off a billion dollars in aid to Ukraine if the Ukrainian president didn't fire the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating the Burisma's, the investigating Burisma and the Bidens. There are tens of millions of dollars in other uh, alleged payments that uh, that James Comer and the House Oversight Committee have found. They're, they're, they're thinking that it's up to $30 million in foreign bribes and other corruption that Biden and his family have taken. Every Biden is on the, the uh, these Chinese and Ukrainian and Romanian and other payrolls, apparently, except for this four-year-old granddaughter. This is a scumbag family. They're compromised. And he cannot, I don't know how, if any of this proves to be true, which it looks very likely that, that these that these bribery, that these bribes and other corruption are actually true. If that's the case, Joe Biden is compromised and he cannot stay in the White House. You cannot have a compromised president of the United States who's beholden to Ukraine and China, which just happen to be the, the two biggest trouble spots in America right now with Ukraine and Taiwan. Yes, in the world right now. That's exactly right. Uh, speaking of a troubled spot, Mike, we have breaking news right now. I do have a clip uh, breaking from the White House lawn. Uh, cringe Jean-Pierre explaining the cocaine incident, maybe taking responsibility for it. I do want to play this clip for you, if you don't mind, if you have like 30 more seconds. Yeah. I would like to get your reaction to this clip. OK, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news, Cringe Jean-Pierre live from the White House. When Griffin is ready, we're going to give her the space uh, and we're going to make sure that she has everything that she needs uh, to get back on her feet, offering any mental, uh, mental health services or any uh, you know, physical health. Really, really powerful stuff there, Mike. Uh, your thoughts? I would expect nothing less from you, Ben Johnson. I mean, that is <laughs> that is right on par for this whole episode. So I thank you for that.
God bless you, Mike. Everyone go follow Mike. Here's his Twitter account. He goes flames on. Get Mike those followers, baby. 130,000 followers. 130,000 patrons can't be wrong. Follow Mike Davis. Follow the Article 3 Project. An absolute patriot. God bless you, Mike. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Got him. Got him, baby. Good old Mike. Such a great man. Such a good uh, friend of the show and somebody who has, quite frankly, um, really, really been a, a hero of the Republic. He's understated, uh, and we love having uh, Mike Davis on our program. The reason why is most especially so that we can play uh, memes of cringe Jean-Pierre um, getting, I guess, what was that? It's like some underwear, some panties dropping on her head. Okay, all right. <laughs> So good. Ooh, man, I need some sanctification on this show. I need to have a little bit of, uh, I need to be washed clean. Washed clean. It's been a dirty, dirty show. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, we always bring you a verse of the day. We will always bring you a verse of the day because sometimes the news is dirty. Sometimes the news is uh, disheartening. Sometimes the news uh, hurts uh, and is um, makes you feel down and makes you feel like uh, we, we what's the point of fighting anymore? What's the point? What's the point? There's so much evil in the world. Well, guess what? Evil's always been in the world. We've always had evil. And you actually are lucky to be living in this timeline. There have been much worse eras to live in America. The Revolutionary War is one. Civil War is another one. World Wars are other ones. Now, we may be on the precipice of one right now. What I'm saying here is count your blessings. It's very important to do that. There are always people with lesser and less fortunate than you. Keep your eyes on the prize and know that as believers, as soldiers of Christ, that we can march through all this stuff. There's always been evil. There's always been dirt bags. There's always been scumbags running this place. What did Satan do? Satan brings Christ up to the big tall mountain and says, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. And what does Jesus say? He doesn't say, you can't do that. Jesus says, no, you were, I, I will not worship you. Say, no, I'm going to worship God alone. Be gone. And Satan disappears. What that means, to, what that tells me is that Satan, like, dude, that guy's got a run of things around down here. And that we got to stay focused on what's real. We got to stay focused on the real marching forward of Christian soldiers knowing that we will have justice and we will have victory, we will have triumph in this life or the next, and it is promised to us. And so stay faithful. Today's verse comes from Colossians 3.16. Let's go. Let the world of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Colossians here, you're talking about the New Testament, you're talking about Christian persecution, you're talking about Christian executions, you're talking about being hung upside down on a cross. You, you, are ta you are not talking about a happy time to be a Christian in many of these lands, yet here we are. Here we are in the writings to the Colossians. Thankfulness in your hearts to God. Hymns and songs you must be singing. Let Christ dwell in you richly. And let that be your charge walking into the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for watching this wild show. We had a lot of fun. We always have a lot of fun on this program. Please share, subscribe to our channel, and please join the Benny Brigade if you wish to support the work that we do here. 
We are marching forward. We are here for you. And we say thank you. Godspeed and have an incredible weekend, Patriots. And this, still the greatest country on earth. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.